Welcome to the show, special edition of the Rick A Show. We're going to cover the 2018 postseason. Yeah, the Yanks have finally made it through Oakland. We invited a special guest today, the baseball guru. E-Man is in the house. Of course, we got Benny here. E, Big to the E's show. in the house. Thank you guys very much. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I feel like I'm part of the family, basically because I am, of course. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I love you guys, and I love the show. I actually miss Polly B here, because even though uh, I don't know him personally, I feel like he's my brother already, because hearing him every time on the show, love the show, hear, hear it every week. I feel like you guys are a family, and I love the chemistry you guys bring. That's right. Polly, we miss you, man. Thanks, E. So, apparently, Polly died for this episode. Polly's dead. If you are a fan of our show, you know that one of us... We don't make it. One of us died on the episode. You're dead to me. So, Paulie, Paulie's really not a baseball guy. He still thinks Ricky Henderson is playing. Uh, he asked me if Ricky was leading off against the Yankees yesterday. I, I told him that. Nah, it's not happening. So, Paul could have us take a back seat on this one. There's actually a current game going on right now. It's uh, Rockies and Milwaukee. The Milwaukee Brewers are up 1-0. Um, and that's in the middle. One of the to zero, bro. And uh, this is America. It's <laughs> one nil. I guess that's my. Uh, this soccer. is baseball. This is baseball. baseball. So actually, remember that Milwaukee's looking to go on a two-zero lead there because they won the first game. Oh shit! That's right. Oh, they they did? Whole, yeah, they had oh, a whole yeah, game too. That's why we brought the MLB guru <laughs> in here. And you, you guys will see the brain, the way this works. Uh, yeah. Milwaukee won the first game on uh, Mike Mustakas walk off, and the extra innings oh, actually. Right. They had a, a, a early lead in that game thanks to Christian Yelich two run home run, and I know that Yelich is a uh, one of Betty's favorite players. Uh, he was on my fantasy team last year. I did not get to pick him up this year because I didn't think he was going to be as good. But that is one of my biggest regrets in life. So Miami, that and the herpes. The Miami Marlins gave away Yelich, gave away Stanton, gave away Asuna. Yelich is a possible wait, MVP wait. this year. He's missing someone though. They also gave away um, D Gordon. To D Seattle. Gordon. D Gordon to Seattle. Jesus a batting champ. Christ. Bad yeah. So they gave away an MVP, an MVP this year, a batting champ. And Osuna was like in the top three in the MVP voting. Uh, two years ago, and he's a, a two-time All Star. Two-time All Star on top of that. So that's I, it. Has to be the biggest fire sale. But I digress. Houston won yesterday, seven to two against Cleveland. I'm right, right, right on Very that. close. And that game was actually a couple hours ago today. And oh, today. <laughs> yeah. but that's why we got the guru. He, he's gonna correct. <laughs> no, but the friendly champs did take Game One uh, behind a strong performance by Verlander. And actually, Corey Kluber gave up a few home runs. The Astros lineup is looking deep. They even got a home run out of a nice spot from Aldenalo. Jesus. So they're, they're looking strong. So let's talk about our team here in our home state. The Bronx Bombers, 27-time champs, haven't won a World Series since 2009. This is the brand-new dynasty. Um, how do you feel main- about tonight's game? First of all, we got... Don't uh, touch the money, right? You can't say dynasty. <laughs> I, 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 dynasty because two things, I feel. Uh, a lot of young prospects down in the minors still. Okay. A lot of young guys in the major ball club. 
Uh, some decent pitching. There's a future there for the pitching. It has to make its way. Maybe two or three years, they'll have a nice, decent, deep rotation. And a lot of money to spend. Uh, there's a guy that plays for LA right now. Don't want to say his name. Mr. Machado? Mr. Miami? Mr. Miami. Mr. 305 <laughs> Miami. He's uh, looking to come to the pinstripe. So that's what I'm saying. It's, it's the making of a dime. Plus, last year, they went really deep in the playoffs. And I feel like all those guys that were on that team, they got all that experience. So that's why I feel like it's a new, this is a new era. We were all used to the core four. We were all used to all those Yankees. Definitely new generation, especially, you know, new manager that's young up-and-comers from last season. You could actually tell, you know, there's a different feeling, even in the building. Have it on good authority. Sources say that, like all the employees that you have been looking really forward to, like, what's coming up in the future. And it's these are not your older brothers, uh, Yankees, hey, Ben? Oh, no. Oh, no. But I feel like the Yankees are, they fit today's mold of baseball, right? Because today's baseball is all about home runs and strikeouts. And the Yankees got a shit ton of home runs. <laughs> power pitching and power hitting. Exactly. On base percentage and, yeah. What happened that. to stolen bases? What happened to stolen bases and bunts? Well, there's a couple things that are going away in baseball. Uh, you mentioned bunting. What happened to hitting, like, Mookie Betts? Not a Boston guy, but I like him as a player big time because he does everything right. Five-tool player. He's kind of like a throwback. Yeah, he's, he's really consistent. Yes. Threat on the bases, could get nice hits. This is something that he's going to have to deal with. Um, but I want E to delve into this matchup that we got. The rivalry is renewed. New set of Red Sox, new set of Yankees. Everything is brand new, clean slate. There's still the history there. How do you feel they're going to fare tonight? Uh, Hap is on the mound for the Yanks. Yes. And Boston is going with? Chris Sale. Okay. Which is not. Wow, the time. Yanks are going with Hap? Yeah. That's wow. the reason why they, I think they, they went with Severino to have Hap game one to knock a two. Um, so Sevi's going back on three. Sevi's going on three? Yeah. yeah. And CC if. CC in four? In four, maybe. Yeah, so oh, that's dangerous. You, Hap's got good numbers against Boston. Uh, it gives you half twice. Yeah, one and five. If you need him. Oh, okay. So I thought that was pretty smart. I actually felt like if they would have did half Sevi Tanaka and used Tanaka in the Oakland A's. Okay. And, uh, because Tanaka's got the experience. He's been there. You know, I, I think he would have thrived under the, that pressure. But they made the right call. Sevi did a good job. Yeah, Sevi did do a good job. Uh, I felt that he was a. Really under control at the beginning. He was amped up. He was powered up. He had a great first inning. He got a little wild in later innings. He actually wasn't giving up any hits until the fourth. He was only giving up walks. But uh, even uh, the other concern the Yankees had was Gary behind the plate. He actually called a great game. No miscues, which is big for him. And Judge just set the tone in that wildcard game. As soon as he hit that home run in the first inning, fans ran crazy. I was there in the building. And everybody knew yeah. right there that we were going to uh, roll towards that win right there. Yo, uh, E, what do you think about Gary Sanchez hitting? You think he's going to pick it up for the playoffs? There is a lot of pressure on him. He uh, He's going to be under a microscope for sure, especially because Aaron Boone in the Oakland game, he did a couple of defensive substitutions, and Gary Sanchez was not one of them. Yeah, He actually put in Echeverria for... And Duhar, and he put in Walker for Boyd. Okay. And he put in Gardner for McCutcheon, but he did not substitute 
Austin Roman for Gary Sanchez, and that could have been a second a second guess right there. That's a good sign. I think that the, he did that to build Gary's confidence more of anything. I, I, I second right. guess yeah. the hiring of Boone at the beginning of the year. Uh, I thought there were much more qualified managers out there, but they wanted fresh blood, you know. Even uh, Girardi. I think Girardi could have went one more year with the same group. I think they were responding to him, and he got the most out of it. He's always historically been a good manager with young ball players. Yes. So I think if they would have brought Girardi back for one more year, but Boone looks like Where's, he's pushing all the right buttons. Where is Joe Girardi? He's working on the MLB Network for certain games. Uh, he might be on there today or tomorrow for their uh, a analyst position, like in the studio covering some of the games. Oh, he's going to be sick. <laughs> he might be. I think he's got an interview for the Cardinals job. It, that's why everybody was thinking that he was going to go for the Cardinals job, but they just removed the interim tag from their current uh, interim manager after Matthias. I mean, he deserved it. He did a good job. Yeah, the young okay. man, he got disqualified like uh, two days before the season was over, and they actually have a good mix of veterans and 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 some youngsters. Uh, I wonder if they they would be willing to trade Carlos Martinez in the offseason. That would be a possible Yankee target, actually, right there. Why? Why would? What would? What would make the Red Sox trade J.D. Martinez? No, no, I was talking about the Cardinals trading the Cardinals. Carlos Martinez. or oh, Carlos Martinez. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. in the offseason because it, that might be a possible Yankee target. He has several years under contract, decent money, nothing crazy, but not chunk change as well. And the Cardinals might be looking to go in a couple of other different directions with their younger pitchers like McCullough. And they're actually looking for a dynamic outfielder. And the Yankees have a couple of those in the minors including the beleaguered Clint Frazier from this season. Uh, Clint Frazier. So one thing Shit. that uh, the fans talked about a lot this season was at the trading deadline, the Yankees needed to upgrade the pitching, needed to upgrade the pitching. Uh, my Mets hold <laughs> three solid, one exceptional pitcher and two solid pitchers behind them. So it's Wheeler. Uh, Syndergaard and the Grom, and I always felt that had the Yankees parted ways with Andujar, a minor leaguer, doesn't have to be a top five prospect, and Frazier, and a throw-in, they would have ended up with the Grom. I feel like Mats could could be a solid pitcher too if he stays healthy. Mats did pretty good down the stretch. Mats is so, a pretty good pitcher. Mats is a obtainable. If the Yankees' dream would be the ground. Uh, I do not know if the Mets would have gone for that particular deal. I don't Obviously, think they would. you would have to start with Andujar and or Torres in any conversation. I see the Yankees. But that would be plus. It would be them plus. Like one of those chip, blue chippers plus maybe Sheffield and Frazier. Two other players, yeah. A combination of, yeah, Sheffield, Frazier, Adams, a... Even a couple of their new drivers. I on Florian, too. Florian okay. was hurt a little bit, but he's so young, and he has a, a rare tool set with his speed. That might be something that the Yankees are not doing right now, but that might be something that they'll want to add. They, they don't want yeah. to just rely on the home runs in the future. I don't so, I don't see them doing that. That's giving up way too much of their young so gun players. we're going backwards. We're, we're at the trade deadline. I felt at the time... The obtainable one from the Mets would have been Syndergaard. Yes, yes. it would have came at a cheaper price, um, and I think the Mets were willing to listen. 
and he was recovering, but now we see that he's back to 100%. So, um, if that deal happens in the future, I have no idea. So, to fast forward, the Yankees didn't get a deal done with the Mets, didn't get a top flight starter like they wanted, ended up getting Hap, uh, Lynn, and they acquired a third pitcher, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure. Zach Britton for the bullpen. Zach Britton, which was, that was a huge pickup. Especially with a Aroldis Chapman, Chapman going down, going down in the middle yeah. of the season. Now he's back. They're all healthy, uh, close to 100%. Not everybody on the squad is 100%, but, uh, you know, in judge we trust. So <laughs> so here we go. J.A. Hat, right? So 2018 season, 3.65 ERA, 17 wins, 6 losses, 193 strikeouts, a whip of 1.13. These are the numbers against Boston. Uh, they are only two players on the Boston lineup that are batting over 300 on half. Steve Pierce and Brandon Phillips. Those are the only other two guys. We talked about Mookie Betts. He's batting 206. We Xander Borgards, their shortstop, 161. Uh, J.D. Martinez is batting 200. So, obviously... They went out the hat with the intentions of facing Boston in the playoffs and having him isolate the Red Sox. So that's why the Yankees went out the hat. Down the stretch, Hap did an amazing job for the Yankees. He was probably their best pitcher. Sevy started to, uh, the wheels came off the, the train, so to speak. He struggled a little bit. He picked it back up at the tail end, I think, in September. Um, but now you set up Hap, Tanaka, Sevi, CC if you need him, and then Hap again. Let's talk about that matchup first. How do you feel tonight will go with J.A. Uh, Hap on the mound? Hey, it's pretty interesting. You actually called it with the players that are really good against them. Uh, the, the Red Sox actually went halfway on that. Uh, on the lineup, Steve Pierce is in the lineup. Not only is he in the lineup, he, he's a part-time player. And he's actually getting third today. That's how good he is. Jesus. He's really good against lefties in general. So this is a part-time player who's going to hit third in a playoff game against the Yankees. That's how much confidence they have in Steve Pierce. Brandon Phillips is not in the lineup tonight. They actually go with Ian Kinsler, the ex-Tiger, ex-Angel. He's really good against Ranger. Yeah, he's pretty really good against the uh, lefties too. And they're actually going to go with Eduardo Nunez in third base. Ex-Yankees, everybody knows, uh, all Yankee fans remember him from his Yankee days. Uh, you know, he never fulfilled his potential to become a star, how he became. But he's a solid utility guy who will work hard, but he is prone to key errors at, at inopportune times. Okay, so oh, that's a good sign. Nunez that's a good sign for the store, Yankees. Though. He is prone to errors, but he is clutch. So he's fast. He's very fast. Nunez is batting two fifty eight against half career. These are career numbers, by the way. Kinsler's batting two fifty nine, so not much there. Yeah, I wonder the why they didn't go with Phillips in, in that case. You're you're right with those stats. Phillips, I, I I'm not too sure. And Nunez is playing what second base, third? Yeah, he's at third today. He's at third. Oh, yeah. that, that, I think that's why. Um. Oh, they set down Devers against the lefty. I actually would have not done that. Uh, Devers does not have good numbers against lefties, but, but Devers has not been hitting good so, this year. But he he is he has such raw talent that he could become a star in the future. But I, I understand what they're trying to do. 
And Boston has their like three or four studs, and then everybody else there, they're very interchangeable. But yeah, obviously Mookie, Benintendi, and JD are their main guys. Bogarts, they're going to play against anybody. Anybody. Yeah, Boston's throwing out their veterans. Yes, they're not. They're not fucking around nah. today. Like you'll see, they they might switch it up tomorrow in the lineup. You'll probably see a different lineup from Boston against Tanaka. Because he's a righty. Yeah. So you might see Devers tomorrow in the lineup. And other, probably Mitch yeah. Moreland in for Pierce. But uh, Alex Cora was at a great season in his first first season as a manager. He bringing that experience as a bench coach from Houston. He comes from a baseball family. His brother, Joy Cora, well, uh, yeah. player as well. So uh, he is uh, not afraid to change it up. He only uh, gives like a lot of respect to his two or three big guns. And then everybody else, you got to earn your at-bats. That's I smart. Wanted the Mets to actually get Cora. I felt like he would have been a perfect piece for uh, Rosario and all the other Latin players. Plus, I think he also does. Besides the Latin players, he does very good, especially Cespedes. I think Cora would have been very a very good piece for Try Cespedes. Try to get him engaged more. Engage more. Yeah, Cespedes has a limited talent. Uh, actually, I really like Cespedes, but. He has issues, uh, other than health-wise, he also has issues with committing to play, like, 162. He, I compared <laughs> to Carmelo Anthony. So, <clears throat> he's, ben, he's, he's fucking... Well, Melo's my fucking boy. But he is... Cespedes right uh, is awesome. It's a commitment issue. And he actually wanted to play with the Mets. So, not, not a lot of people want to play with the Mets. So, give him that, you so son of a on bitch. On the other side... We, Chris Sale, dangerous pitcher, uh, 2.11 ERA, 12 wins, 4 losses, 237 strikeouts, a whip of 0.86. Uh, there's actually a lot of history there, Rick. Th- there's, there's, there's some stuff here. So, Gregorius is 286 against him. Aaron Hicks, 320. Uh, by the way, Aaron Hicks, key to the playoff. Underrated run. player, Aaron Hicks. Uh, underrated. He underrated has a very player. underrated Neil player. Walker, 333 against Sale. Uh, Stanton, 333 against Sale. Uh, Echeverria, 250. I don't think he's starting. No, neither is Walker. They got Miguel in the lineup. And Duhar has one strikeout and six at-bats against Sale. Yeah, that's a small sample size. And Duhar can, can get a double off that wall. He's missed a double. You know that. Torres <laughs> is three strikeouts and three attempts. That's a, also a very, very small sample. Is McCutcheon in the lineup? Yeah, he's leading off. He's at a great on base percentage since he became a Yankee. Obviously, he's not Andrew McCutcheon, former MVP from the Pirates. That he's no longer that player. Yeah, but he is a very solid player, and at this point in the season, he is an upgrade over Brett Gardner. So anything's an upgrade. Over but you're looking at are, are you looking at <laughs> yeah career stats? Yeah, you're looking at career stats versus Yanks. But you have to look at playoffs, man. It's, it, the playoffs is a different story. It is a different story. You can't compare season numbers to playoff Chris numbers. Has, um, this is, I think, Chris Sale's first time in the playoffs as a Red Sox versus the Yankees. Versus, yes. That's this is actually the first Yankee Red Sox since the two epics of 0304. Yeah. If you could actually believe that. So, this, wow. this is why I'm going with just career numbers off the. I'm sure this is what the managers are looking at. This is what Boney was looking at. This is what Cora was looking at. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta feel it in the gut, man. The two biggest guns for the Yankees, uh, Judge one sixty seven. He has a home run and an RBI, and he has two walks, but thirteen Ks. 
against Sale. And Sanchez has eight Ks. He's got a double and three hits in 20 at-bats. Um, I think the guy that got the most history with him is Hicks and Gardner. Uh, Gardner is 25 at-bats. He's batting 160. Dude, none of that stuff is going to matter. It, it isn't going to matter because, first of all, this is the playoffs, man. Different. You're right. The You're pitchers right. are different. Right. Sales is going to be a different pitcher. The hitters are going to be different hitters. Will he be more dangerous? It is not. Will it be? We'll see. Or will the fact that the, that they're in the playoffs route him? It depends. I, I doubt it. Like, Benny, how Benny says, yeah, there's a different animal. The playoffs are totally different. But you got to understand. Chris Sale was actually on the, on his way to win Cy Young this year, but he did sustain an injury in late June. And since July, he hasn't gone very far. They actually have put him on the disabled list twice with nothing really structurally wrong. They're just doing that to give him a breather. Yeah. And the last month of September, they were just building his pitch count back up. So he is not in like postseason form. Like in, He's not at peak performance right now. So if he falters in any way... That will set up the Yankees. This is an unbelievable big game. You know why, Rick? Because if the Yankees are able to beat Sale, not even Sale, let's say you just beat the Red Sox, you yeah. get them out of the game, beat the bullpen somehow. And besides Kimbrel, none of the other pitchers are really impressive. Like, just like Polly B says, I'm not impressed with the Red Sox. <laughs> besides, besides Kimbrel. So let's break it down. Because oh. you know what happens if the Yankees win game one? What? They actually get to face... David Price in Game Two, and David Price has horrendous <laughs> numbers against the Yankees. And even without the Yankees, who's my puppy? It, he has horrendous numbers against everybody else in the playoffs as well. His like playoff stats are. I don't think he's won a game in the playoffs. Talent wise, though, I think he's like one and nine, something he like that, Benny. And the one game that he won, it was out of the bullpen when he was like a rookie or something. Wow! But as a starter with Tampa, with Detroit, with Toronto. He has done nothing but wet the bed. So if he's facing the New York Yankees in Fenway, all the fans kind of hate him already. Yeah. And they are going to rely on him for to win game two, mm. I doubt that happens. And then the Yanks, they're coming off a victory on that game? Yeah. That's going to be it's sick. Gonna be key. Off their main yeah. pitcher, their bread and Boston butter Boston has all the pressure today because Boston has their best gun going, the guy who beats the Yankees all the time, they're the favorite by Vegas. It's, it's close, but they are the favorite. They did win the division, and they have a, the Red Sox franchise record of 108 wins. But none of that will matter if they don't win the World Series because everybody remembers the 98 Yankees that won 114 games because they won the title. But yeah. nobody remembers the 01 Mariners that won 116 games. That's the <laughs> actual record, but they lost to the Yankees in the playoffs. And then the Yankees eventually lost that series in the epic to Arizona, that was the holy sh. What year was that? That was the World Trade Center, the World Trade, uh, you know, the two thousand one, two thousand one series. Yeah. Wow. So the Mariners broke the record of wins. That was Ichiro's, you know, rookie of the year MVP rookie at the same MVP, time, yeah. uh, coming into his own here in America. But they did lose Game Five in Seattle, one to nothing to Roger Clemens, and the Yankees went. When that series. Wow. So I was looking at the knowledge, the schedule. Now, uh, you mentioned a game today, a game tomorrow. Yeah, there was four games today. So we had the uh, the Indians and the Houston. And Houston. They played the first game. Houston started their title defense strong with a big win. Spanked them. 
Hey, we got right now going on. We have Milwaukee, Colorado game two. I think that ended already. I think it ended uh, one zip. I think. Double check that, Benny. Double check that. So we're gonna get you the stats in real time. It's top eight. Milwaukee still up one. One, one of the oh, that's a, that's Milwaukee. too close to call because yesterday they were up two nothing in the ninth. Bases are empty. Arenado's batting up. Arenado, the most underrated player in MLB, in my opinion. But he's one of my he's my my favorite third baseman. Besides, uh, I, I love Miggy. I fell in love with Miggy and Duhar. I picked them up. In the beginning, I know you love Mr. Miami too. You were mentioning him. Ah, that's my favorite. Dude, I had Devers in my fucking fantasy baseball. So I I, I actually you got some great fantasy baseball decisions, Benny. (laughs) And you let go of Christian Yelich. So I I actually had I had my I had many. It's your fault. You you had Devers last year. You killed it. I had uh, Acuna, and I also had uh, Andujar. So I had a lot of young studs on my team. Uh, I just want to go over matchups. I had a pretty good team in fantasy, but shout out to our boy Vic who won the league again. Back to back champs. Fuck him. Back to back. I gave champs. him the formula. Back to back champs uh, for Victor. Congratulations! Can't wait for next year. Let's talk about now matchups. Who wins the matchup at catching? So the Yanks got uh, Gary Sanchez behind the plate. I got to look at the Red Sox. I'll pay for the Yankees to win, no matter who the Red Sox have, because they, they, they their usual starter is Christian Vasquez, but they have Sandy Leon, their backup actually going today, because they're practically interchangeable. But uh, the only problem is those two guys are good glove guys. Uh, they don't hit much, but they're two good glove guys. And uh, Gary Sanchez is probably the in the top three of offensive talent in baseball, in, in the catching position. But Definitely. this year, he's been so inconsistent. Benny, what you think about Gary this year? I think he got um, shook. I think he got shook off because um, Stanton and um, uh, what's his name? Aaron Judge and Torres. And, and Torres. Oh, They're all I, coming up, all the hype. And then he's – like, that's discouraging, man. He was You're not hitting – yeah, ago, he was the man two years ago. Last year he was doing well, but when he didn't do well, they would talk shit because Judge was there and Judge was doing great. Actually, and then this year he's doing shitty, but he has Stanton, Judge, Torres, and Duhar, and everybody's hitting except for him. That's discouraging, man. You're right, Benny. Like, I would feel sick. A lot of experts, when the season began and everybody was talking about the deep Yankees lineup, even your boy A-Rod, Ricky, A-Rod said that before the season started, yeah, Gary Sanchez was the best Hitter, period, of the Yankees lineup. He's making a lot of experts look bad. (laughs) I think he still is uh, for the simple reason that uh, I pulled up. I I looked up Yankees lineup for tonight, and it's an old one because it says Ellsbury leading on. Wow. So uh, I I think he is. Who is that man? (laughs) I think he is the best hitter in the Yankees lineup. Uh, Gary's hitting eight tonight. So uh, the Yankees got McCutcheon one, Judge two. Hicks in the three-goal switch hitting. Oh, Hicks is hitting three. Stanton is actually hitting cleanup. Luke Voigt, the underrated sensation, coming out of nowhere. Shane Spencer, number two. He is basically (laughs) hitting five. Dini, very consistent, hitting six. Miggy, your boy, Miggy, hitting seven. Gary, the person we're talking about right now, he's hitting eight. And the lineup goes deep because... That's a deep lineup. His name is hitting nine. The, Glaber Torres is hitting nine. Let me tell you how much I feel. Right. Of, I, 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 
how important I think Gleyber Torres is. Gleyber Torres, to me, is the Yankees. It's Judge right now. He's the face of baseball. That's the Yankees' main guy. Judge and Torres, they're the future. Well, I think Torres is the long-term... Mike Trout will have a, a, you know, argument with you about the face of baseball. I, Even no, though he doesn't want it, because the commissioner, you know, is pleading for him to do <laughs> that. That's an argument I want to get into. I feel like... Um, well, I think Judge is... What's his name? Bryce Harper is the face of baseball. I don't Let's know. Let's see where he signs. I'll talk real quick. Ricky. Phillies. Phillies? Benny? I have no idea. I think he goes to the Yankees, bro. He would be best off with the Yankees. Uh, I, I, he 100% would I'm be best off with the Yankees. The money to sign they have guys. They only get one. They, they should need one. And I think my he, prediction he's for, go after someone. Hold on a second. I would go Cubs. I do. Not, that was my second. I don't want to see him in the Phillies. Let me. I will something. be sick. This is what's gonna happen. I think the Phillies have the most uh, like cap space. There is they have no the cap most, space. They have the most money. But they're willing to do it because they, they're not paying anybody. Right yeah. Now. They have the most money. They have the most prospects. Phillies and Braves are a huge problem for the Mets. They if are. the Mets do not sign Manny Machado and they do not rebuild the farm system, they're gonna have a problem. The Mets should just the Phillies cut have everything and start from scratch. Actually, and, your Mets, the first order of business, you have to reward your own guy. Please pay Jason DeGrom what he's worth. Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom. See? A.K.A. Jason DeGrom. (laughs) Jason DeGrom. Would they have to sign him to extension? They they should actually sign Syndergaard as well while you're at it. They should sign both. Yeah, I agree. No, obviously you're going to give Jacob DeGrom a way bigger salary because he's closer to free agency. But you should also reward Syndergaard. you got to keep your guys And you keep Wheeler. This is a walk year for Zach Wheeler. And I think... I don't. Yeah, I don't think they. Baseball in the second half. I don't think no. After after Degrom, if you look at the numbers, Zach Wheeler. Yeah, after Degrom, Degrom did like twenty nine consecutive qualities. Yeah, but then look at the Mets. The insane stat that I heard about Jacob Degrom was had the Mets scored four. Oh, I heard this one. Just four runs, which is not a lot in baseball. Four runs per his starts, he would have been thirty one and zero. 31 and 0. And if they would have scored three runs, he would have been 25 and 3. That is insane. Season. I mean, he had so been, basically, if he would have been in the Yankees, he would have been 31 and 0. If he would have been in half of the teams in baseball, Benny, he would have been <laughs> at least 25. At Let least 25. Just, you remember. Um, in perspective, Bob Gibson's 68 season and Pedro's 99 season are two historical seasons. The, the best in ball, baseball. Gibson's 68 season, they they compared the Groms to his. So and they had to lower the amount. Uh, yeah, the year after. Yeah, they lowered the amount. Yeah. Not just because of Gibson, but like the half of the pitches in the league were awesome. But Gibson was the, the, the clear exact, stand. Yeah. So that's how great the Grom was. But we're digressing. The Mets are not even in the play. But here, here's the thing about the Mets. I I, I don't know why they don't pay him. One, remember that David Wright's money now is going to come off the books next yeah, year. Yeah, for insurance. Because yeah. of the insurance. And then who else are they really paying a lot? They are paying, you know, and Cespedes a lot it's of money. It's just Cespedes. Cespedes, uh, Jay Bruce, and Frazier. Jay Bruce and Frazier. I think you That's could, basically it. You can I, pay the ground you could what you were. Or could, trade him. You could pay him or trade him, please. They he, have to. He's so much better than, he deserves so much more than the Mets right now. And half of my family is Mets fans, so please, don't ask <laughs> I feel uh, the order of business for the Mets is pay the ground, pay Syndergaard, try to keep on to Wheeler. He's not too expensive. 
uh, get rid of Bruce, I would hold on to Frazier. Hey, they actually can't get rid of Bruce. He has two years left on his deal. That's going to be I tough. It's going to be tough. Of. They can actually get rid of Frazier. Peanuts. Peanuts. Because there's only one year. So that's an easier way to get One there. of the two needs to go. And they need somehow, they need wow. some way to... Uh, Support uh, Rosario. He's your future. You got to develop him better. Well, and bring up uh, Peter Alonso, please. Uh, uh, another. How much is Bruce getting paid a year? He got a three-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal. So he's okay. Yeah, he's dollars. he's not getting out of the mess. Getting paid like a star. I think that uh, the next order of business, the Yankees should do this also. When you hire a rookie manager, you should always have okay. a super veteran bench coach. Because that bench coach is going to guide your manager. I felt throughout the entire season that if Tony Pena was the bench coach of the Mets, he would have helped uh, Callaway. I don't know why the Mets didn't go after Tony Pena. As a manager? As a manager. That would have been worked. The best option was actually uh, Rick's uh, suggestion earlier. I think Cora would have been the best option for them. But they didn't even get to interview him because the Red Sox pounced on him. Because that's where he wanted to go. But uh, besides that, the other people that they interviewed, Kevin Long and a bunch of other like veteran managers, it, I didn't really see working out. And they went yeah. with Callaway, which nobody saw com- coming. <laughs> You're right, Benny. I believe Tony that, that's, that's, that's been a better At face value, when they hired Mickey Callaway, I thought, you know, here's the pitching coach. Really good pitching coach. Yeah. Kluber got two Cy Youngs on there. And, and their other uh, pitches were really good. And our strength is built on pitching. So, But you have to support him with a really good guy. I think Tony Pena would have been perfect as his bench coach. Maybe not his manager, but as his bench coach, yeah. yeah perfect in situation. Two Both. things. They should have done that. and they sh- You know what? At this point, uh, I, I know we're digressing. We're still talking about the match when we have players. <laughs> but... Yeah. Uh, uh, the Mets have to do something about their catching situation. They gotta get, do something with uh, uh, Travis Darno and Ploiecki. They just gotta do something. Uh, that's not working out. Well, I honestly. Yo, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Jessica's here with a case of bees. <laughs> oh, just in time. Jessica just got here with a case of beer. Jessica, do me a favor. Pass me a beer. All right, let's get back to it. <laughs> so basically. Devin Mezzarocco, I feel, is the long-term option there. I'm catching for him. I don't know if he's a long-term option. Or uh, there's rumors. No, he's long-term not the long-term. Definitely not. Ramos, so. Yeah, they might sign Ramos. It's still a stop guy. I actually think they had a deal in place to get a JT Ramuto from the Marlins and another Marlins. That would have been a spin. That would have been great. But the Mets actually said no to a, the, the deal was centered around Steven Matz. Well. Why wouldn't they want to get rid of Steve Matz? Actually, speaking of a bad non-trade, I have to say it, but your boy, the ex-Dark Knight, Matt Harvey, the Mets actually turned down two deals for with the Chicago Cubs three years ago. As sources tell me that the Mets turned down a straight-up Chris Bryant for Matt Harvey and a Javier Baez for Matt Harvey. Oh, my God. You just well, made me now. sick. So, so that's now. We know who those guys are Dude, now. Chris Bryant for and Matt Harvey. Yeah, but I don't care at any time you make that trade happen. Well, and well, let's, well, let's say something about E. Let's say something about E. E has very, very inside sources in the MLB. I mean, he has, he has the number to the commissioner of baseball, so... He has the tightest sources, but 
the thing again at the time, Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey was the dark knight at that time. And he was the most sought after pitcher. So And Chris Bryant was the hottest hitter coming well, out of, Chris out of uh, the minor after, leagues. Hold on a sec. Think about it. What has Bryant done after winning the World Series? After being the MVP, did you hear what you just said? Did you hear what you just said? Oh, he won the after league. winning the the MVP and after winning World Series, what has he done? <laughs> he's been injured. That's what he's done. Yeah, all the time. So I feel like what would he done for the Mets? The Mets weren't in position to win a World Series. I'm gonna tell you what he he would have done a lot more the than why the Mets didn't trade him is because the Mets than Harvey off the World Series appearance, which the Mets. And I, they could have won. I, I mean, the, the Royals are good, but uh, I think the Mets could have won. That I game. think Game One destroyed the Mets I when they went. Really, to, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and their defense. Left and out. then Terry Collins. He, yeah, you let Terry Harvey, Collins is the worst Harvey manager in baseball for the ninth inning. But let's go, stop talking about the Mets. Batter by batter. Let's talk if about something real. Let's talk about something real. It's true. Let's pay attention to the batter. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm getting frustrated. Let's talk about teams that are actually playing tonight. I'm getting frustrated. What's your prediction for that series? My prediction for the series is if anybody's going to win in a short series, it's actually going to be the slight underdog New York Yankees winning in four. That's going to be Holy it. shit. The Red Sox only chance is if the Yankees pitchers somehow get into a funk or the Green Monster terrorizes them with the Red Sox star hitters. But the Red Sox... They are not as deep as the Yankees, even though they won more games. And the Yankees pitching is not as bad as people think. I, I was actually going to go the opposite of that. I know exactly. I, I'm going Yankees on that series, too. I was going to say the Yanks have better pitching, deeper pitching. Their bullpen, to me, is better, way better than Boston's. Yeah, it's and way better. Their firepower, as far as batting is deeper than Boston's as well. Yeah, Boston is just a, they, they have a little bit more contact throughout their lineup, and they run the bases really well this year, which is and unusual very well for a, a Red Sox team to run the bases as well as they do. They have some athletes out there running. The Red Sox have the defense, and they're very well coached. Those are the, the only two areas where I feel that they might be a little bit stronger than the Yanks. The Yanks have all the tools to make this happen. Don't get me wrong, guys. This series is really a 50-50 toss-up. Vegas has its close. They're going to give respect to the Red Sox because they have the home field advantage. They won 108 games in the division. So that's why they're the slight favorite. But it's, it's anybody's series. Benny, who you got? I just got I got the Yanks because I don't think Boston's pitching is that great. And I think the baseball right now is all about your relief pitchers. Uh, the Yankees got the hitters. They got the relief pitchers. I got the Yanks. So I got, I got oh. Yankees. We all got but Yanks in that series. In, I, I think Houston's going to take it this year. They're going to repeat as champ? Houston is going to repeat. Their fucking pitching lineup is sick, dude. I am so sorry to say that I actually uh, do agree with Benny. It, putting away my, you know, bias. Obviously, uh, I'm a big Yankees fan, but I actually recognize game when I see game. You got to respect the champs. To be the man, you got to beat gotta the man. You got to beat them. They're the champs. They actually, if I had no bias, uh, no... I have the formula for the Yankees to beat Houston. I wanted to beat him, but right now, if we face Houston in the next round, I would give my unbiased a prediction of Houston in seven. Let's go bullpens. Hold on, Rick. Like what's that? What What you're saying about the Yanks uh, beating Houston? How do you think the Yanks could beat Houston? I'm gonna explain to you right now. We're talking about this. Explain it to me faster. I'm, 
I'm going to tell you right now. I feel that if the Yankees get to the bullpen first on both sides, their bullpen gets out there and their starting lineup gets to the bullpen, has the ball, and the Yankees get to their bullpen, game close or tied, Yankees get Rick is stealing my takes, bro. That's not I told you. Your boy was stealing no, my takes. No, you're not. I told him that this I earlier. I told him that earlier when we were off here. And he agreed with me. I liar! So I told you the only way that the Yanks can beat so Houston is if they get their starting pitches Yanks out. Houston in the ALCS? That's yes, we're saying yes. Yanks Houston in the ALCS. Cleveland is actually a very good team. Actually, out of the eight teams in the playoffs, all four American League teams, I can actually see a way for them to win the championship. So I have the champion coming out of the American League no matter what. I think all four teams can win the title. But in my order of chances to win the championship, Houston is one, Yankees are two, Red Sox are three, Cleveland is four. So let's go to the NL side. Damn, no NL teams. Rockies and Milwaukee, who wins that series? LA and Atlanta, who wins that series? Those are uh, two uh, different series. The, Rocky and, the Rockies and the Milwaukee Brewers are uh, uh, a series of under, underdogs, teams that people were underestimating year-round. They actually did very good moves. They have underrated pitching. And Milwaukee doesn't have that great of a pitching. They actually went with a bullpen game yesterday with an opener. It actually worked for them. Not like the Oakland Athletics. Exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. For them. <laughs> but Milwaukee actually... I like Milwaukee because they're going for it. They picked up Yelich in the offseason, which was a no-brainer because he signed for multiple seasons. They got Moustakas. But they picked up Moustakas in the middle of the year. They picked up... Uh, Jonathan Scope from the Orioles in the middle of the year. They're going for it. I like that. Small market team when they go for it. And I think that Milwaukee has the home field advantage. They finally slayed the, the Cubs and they strangled all the division. So I think Milwaukee advances. You have a scary series. Atlanta, Atlanta. It's a great story this year. And it's a recent season. Knowledge there. I'm gonna go. Yanks do make the World Series. 
And I'm going to go, actually, Dodgers upset Milwaukee. And they... You have the Yanks winning at all? You have the Yanks winning at all. I'm going to tell you this right now. Wow. That's bold. (laughs) For a Mets fan, you lying bastard. So, I have Yanks winning at all. Uh, I like what I saw in the wild card game. And I got what I saw at the end of the season. Bats are coming alive and they're waking up. They remind me a lot of the 2007 New York Giants football club. Okay. Where they started to heat up again. Team. The right time. The right time. I think Houston is there for the... It's tough to go back-to-back in baseball. It is tougher. In baseball... Tough. And in football, other than... Other football sports. is football. really tough to get even back to the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless so, you're the Patriots. Kind of yeah. Panic. That's because they're in that division, but that's another... That's another story, that's another for, another story for another time. this is the year where the Yanks slay the Dragon. They get over the Houston Dang it, Tom Brady. They get over the hump. Fuck you, Jets. Dodgers make it to... And, and MLB gets their dream. New York versus LA. That will be series. huge. That will be sick. And I think the Yankees have too much for the Dodgers to overcome. So that that's that's my prediction. Benny, was your World Series? So you got the Yankees over the Dodgers in the World Series? In the World Series. In an epic? Like six games. Okay. I don't think they go seven. I got Houston. Games, that will be the, the Yankees will actually have home field advantage, so the Yankees will celebrate here in the Bronx. In the Bronx. Oh, that would be nice. And they I have Houston Dodgers. And that's the way it's going to be, and that's the way it was. So who wins the World Series? Houston. I already said so I thought Houston was going to have Houston going back to back. Back to back. Chase. We hope they do not. I don't. Yeah, I don't see anybody in the National League beating anybody? the Dodgers, oh. and I don't see anybody in the American League except maybe the Yankees, maybe Boston. But I don't see it, man. That that starting pitching is just too sick, bro. You know what? If the Yankees play the go to the World Series, Rick, I'll try to get some audio. From the actual World Series, I would be traveling to wherever city the World Series is in. I actually hope it's LA because I've never been to LA. So, and I heard it's beautiful. Yeah, you're just blowing you up your spot. This <laughs> is there. You were recently there, Rick. So, how is LA? I love LA. I, I, I want to go back. I want to go back and spend more time in LA. It was only for a weekend, but it was the only. The only thing I can complain about is just the flight back. It's really long. But if I go, I would just go to see the games and cover some stuff there. But I love it. Sure, sure, buddy. Just to see the games. Now we got our picks in. I want to ask you uh, a couple questions. So we saw with the Grom, the win doesn't matter anymore. Not as much. It does matter a little bit, but he is going to be the Cy Young hangs out. So, it should be unanimous, but a couple of randos are going to vote against him. Uh, my other question, uh, baseball seems to be falling further and further down the list as top sports in the U.S. What are two things MLB could do to attract a wider audience? So they're going up, uh, with this uh, pace of play thing all wrong. Right. Pace of play is not like the issue. The issue is like you can watch a four-hour baseball game that's super entertaining. And you can watch a three-hour baseball, or two-and-a-half-hour baseball game that is boring as hell. That's true. It depends on the actual game. That's not one of the issues. They're going about that the wrong way. There's other issues in the game. The game is declining in viewership. It's declining in ratings. And it's declining in, in demographics here in the U.S. But it is actually growing in all those categories overseas. overseas. So 
my two suggestions. So were, they're making money. They're making more money now, and, and they actually do make money in terms of uh, people who actually go to the game. They do make a lot of money every year. They sell like seventy something million tickets. So each year they break their record. Uh, they do have a couple of bad situations. Uh, the Oakland situation where that stadium is total garbage, how Benny was saying. Yeah. Also Miami, I'm assuming. Actually, both Florida teams. Uh, Miami, uh, they have a new stadium, the Mons. Uh, the uh, Rays play in the dump. Tropicana. Yeah, that, that's a bad situation. But they both have the lowest attendance. Uh, I think the, the, the Marlins had like the lowest attendance and the lowest season ticket uh, holders this year. Totals of all time, basically. But Jesus it's because of a lot of things Christ. that Rick was saying earlier. The fire oh, sale. With the fire sale. So Jeter and his group better uh, turn it around there and show the fans that they have a plan. Or they right care now, or anything. I'm not seeing the plan. I actually think that uh, for some reason in Florida, baseball has not really worked. So they have it's issues. A, well, it's a football state. Yeah, they have an issue in Florida and they have an issue in Oakland. The Oakland issue, I can see them uh, figuring it out by moving that team. The Florida, the Marlins, they can't move. They just got a new stadium, so they're there for the long haul. The Rays, they're trying to get a new stadium. I, I actually saw the site where they want to build it recently because I was in Tampa a couple of months ago uh, visiting our friends. But uh, if they actually can get the money to do that, well, for some reason, these teams, you got to give it to New York. At least the Yankees and the Mets, they put their money where their mouth is. They actually build their own stadiums. Not just the, the Mets don't do that, though. They don't, they don't spend on Well, they build, they build a <laughs> new stadium. stadium. And the Yankees build their own stadium. But uh, the Rays are actually, uh, uh, they have a vote coming now this November. They're actually uh, expecting the taxpayers of Tampa and Hillsborough County to pay for 50% of that stadium. If wow. that gets approved, in January, they should be able to break ground. And if they get a new stadium, they might save baseball in Tampa. But... It's not looking good. So my two suggestions. One is uh, the 162 games. I don't think we need to watch a couple of weeks in September of meaningless games. And I think that... It, I don't know if the, the owners... Players, it's the a owners won't be... They won't go for they it. They won't go for it. That's one thing. I think the other thing is uh, maybe a baseball team in Puerto Rico. As like a Puerto Rican team that plays in Major League and Baseball. I don't think that's in the car. Puerto Rico has... Over- the Puerto Rican rums. <laughs> no, no, Puerto Rico actually has a very passionate fan base, and they have... Or Mexico. They have an infrastructure, actually, in Puerto Rico, like before the tragedy, where they do have a great stadium down there. But uh, Puerto Rico has, uh, obviously, other economy issues that... Uh, that's not feasible for the foreseeable... Yo, so hold on a second, Mexico, bro. We have the Dominican Republic. Those are two other, ci- the two other places... The, that's never going to happen in... Actually, Mexico could work. Uh, MLB actually just recently... Uh, this year, uh, late last year, but the beginning of this year, they actually now have a full-time office in Mexico, like office of the office of the commissioner of Major League Baseball. So yeah. they have one now in Mexico City. And part of that reason is because that's one of the cities, after they figure out where they're going to do with uh, the stadium situation in Oakland and Tampa, MLB's dream is to be like the NFL and have 32 teams. Yeah. So after they figure out Oakland and Tampa... Their next order of business is to add two teams. And Mexico is the one possibility, you say, Rick, that could work just because of the sheer amount of people that live in Mexico. It could work. They are actually uh, very underrated baseball fans. So what about also uh, revisiting a team in Canada? That would be another option. 
uh, you know, the Montreal Expos went from Montreal to Washington, and they're now the Nationals. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they still have uh, still Toronto. Some passionate fans in Montreal they that, they, that would love to see a team out there. Uh, Montreal's is tricky because uh, where the stadium is still, the actual stadium is still located. Olympic Stadium is still there. Like they haven't turned it down yet. Wow, it's just decrepit. They 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 really need to redo it. But even if they redo that stadium, it won't be fit for baseball because it failed already once there. But they're going to have to uh, either get somebody with deep pockets who wants a team in Canada because they need somebody who can withstand, like, the short-term loss in order to have a sustainable team. Yo, he, One name comes to mind, the who, owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He's always he's not He's not going to do that. He's always wanted to be a baseball or NFL Yeah, he's owner. not going to do that, dude. Uh, he's got some issues in the NBA and, right now. Yeah, and yeah. He actually did try to buy the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros at different points in the last decade when they recently changed ownership groups. But MLB didn't even consider him. But that was under the old uh, commissioner of baseball, Mr. Seeley. So this new commissioner right now, I don't know how he feels about them, but I don't think uh, Cuban is an option. He has his own issues with the NBA. Benny, what are those? Uh, sexual assaults, rapings, uh, butt play, him, I, I butt plugs. <laughs> I, I don't think. I don't think Cuban is. <laughs> I don't think sexual rapings in the offices. Of the there wasn't. Matter. But these are just things that I'm reading. Sexual right. discrimination, harassment, things like that. Yes, stuff like that in the Dallas Mavericks. But, E, I wanted to tell you, I wanted to ask you about, the. you see in uh, baseball in DR, they have cheerleaders and stuff. It's more, like, the fans are more involved. Engagement with the yeah, there's more oh engagement. God. A playoff game in the DR is it would an be awesome sick, right? that I would recommend to all the fans down there. So you see how baseball, it feels like it's kind of dying here, but it's, it's live everywhere else? Do you think it's because of the unwritten rules in baseball in America? 100%. Actually, even MLB recognizes their own mistake. They recently uh, they created a new spot that they're trying to promote. Uh, I've seen it on the MLB's website. So it's a spot featuring Ken Griffey Jr. And he's actually telling people that uh, let the kids play. So it's a very good, uh, well-made commercial. And it's showing like people doing the bat flips and people playing yeah. with passion. They should fucking do that. With the, you know, the tongue wag. It shows a uh, Nolan Arenado's walk-off, bloody home run. The cleats. They yeah. let the players wear their own So Ken Griffey Jr. Color. is the one that's actually pleading to like the old school fans yeah. and, uh, you know, old school players to get rid of some, you don't want to turn it into, you know, some crazy WWE type of thing. But, <laughs> I do. But you, I definitely you gotta do. find a balance. You do have to in, in Korea, in Japan, in Mexico. It's fun. In, in, in Venezuela and in, and in the DR, especially, it is a very passionate winter league down there. I've been to some of the most epic games of like Las Aguilas, the ABC, when they're playing there in, in their finals, and it's crazy. Cheerleaders on top Cheerleaders of that. 20,000 people screaming the whole game. 40 ounces. Grandmothers getting all into it, yelling. I've been in that atmosphere. It's like a Grandmothers. Super Bowl. It's something like, to see. Yeah, no, it's totally different. Throwing MLB, bottles. You're right, Ricky. They should do. Brugal. They should be more relaxed with some of the rules. They should let the kids play and, and try to interact more with the young fans. MLB's average fan is 52 year old white male. 
that is a old I mean, man. That, that's not what you want. That, it's a very loyal, passionate uh, fan base. They're very loyal. They do go to the games. They watch on TV, but you need a, you need younger fans. You need younger fans. You need, you need the fans that are going to replace those fans. Exactly. NFL and the NBA and even other things. Right now, there's a lot of competition in terms of other entertainment. Even things like, obviously, the UFC, the UFC. WWE, even like the E-League. Things like that of the future. Yeah. They're cutting into baseball. Be huge. Yeah, they're, they're cutting into baseball. So baseball, uh, they wish they could have like the fan bases of uh, how engaged are in the NBA and the NFL. So before we wrap this up, e, I got just I'm gonna name five names to you. You tell me if you think that they should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, oh, okay. It's gonna so, be easy. So it's just five names. I'm gonna say to you. You just say yes, no, and why. Real quick, because we got, I think we got a couple minutes left. Uh, let's start with the greatest player of all time, Barry Bonds. Yes, he was a Hall of Famer before he ever met Victor Conti and Babo. <laughs> so, uh, I guess we should go right after that with Roger Clemens. Yes, unfortunately, even though he was a, a great Red Sox and killed my Yanks, he was a Hall of Famer as well before he went to Toronto. David Ortiz. Yes, even though he was on the 2003 list of banned substance, uh, we do not know how many pitchers also had that who he faced. And he's That's probably, a good point. Uh, this side of Edgar Martinez, the best DH, greatest DH of all time. So, that's Manny a really Ramirez. good point. No, he failed a multiple, multiple drug <laughs> tests. Uh, even though I love Manny Ramirez, he is from my hometown in the DR. Shout out Santiago. And DG Dubs, too. And he's also from uh, the other half of my hometown, <laughs> half of my family here in Wash Heights. But uh, even though one of my favorite players of all time, I would vote no. And, and uh, last but not least, Alex Rodriguez. Yes, in the future, I believe A-Rod will make it. Uh, he might be a veterans committee uh, in Dub. He's not just uh, one of the best players of all time. He could very well would have been the best shortstop of all time if he would have stayed at short. Oh, yeah. He, he did get suspended. Uh, the only other name I want to add to that, uh, obviously he's not a steroid name, is I do believe Mr. Pete Rose, even though oh, he yeah. is a despicable one. person as of I'm judging the player. Other Hall of Fames and other sports just judge the player. They do not judge what you do off the field. Pete Rose is the best league leader of hits, and he is the most hustle player. His nickname is Charlie Hustle. Come on. He yeah, is the he, way. He when I was a kid, the Mr. Rose and Mr. Ricky Henderson, Polly's favorite player, are the players that I played like. <laughs> I wanted to be like. All hustle, and he deserves to be in the hall, too. I do not believe he bet against the team. hundred he percent. Did, he, did, he did bet. But he did not bet against his team. Uh, I will let him in. Last on hundred uh, on A Rock. Do you think he also goes in as a broadcaster? I was a, just thinking that shit. I, I I'm going with Benny. He might be. He might have to wait a little bit, and he might. He is so good at broadcasting. Like and he's not even doing it full full time. He is doing it full time now on Sunday Night Baseball. But he has so many other things in his life going on. If he focuses just on that for like the next ten years. He could make it as a total, a totality of his career. So there you have it, the baseball e. guru E, 
on the episode. Thank the you wisest man out. in baseball. Uh, we will be seeing him again for the World Series. We'll be having, we'll break down the playoffs, how they went down, how they could have went down, and for the start of next year. E, thanks for coming out. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. You, Yo, let's go watch this game right See now. See you guys next week. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.